welcome to episode 54 of Gears and Beers, a show where three freedom-loving, gun-toting capitalist pigs talk about gear we love, gear we hate, gun industry news, and whatever else trips our trigger along the way. On our panel tonight, as always, joining us Mr. Andrew Johnson, along with Sam, the owner of Shyworks, Iowa's preferred Cerakote applicator, and I'm your host, Box. This show is brought to you by Shyworks. Sam... What's been going on over at Shyworks? Well, we've just been Cerakoting a bunch of stuff as usual. So if you're not familiar with us and uh, what we do, basically we, uh, we're Iowa's customer preferred Cerakote applicator and we take whatever you want your gun to look like, whether that's camouflage or some crazy theme and we make it a reality. Um, so whether you're wanting anything you can think up, we do a lot of DeWalt, Milwaukee type stuff. Um, but camos we do a ton of those as well also we offer stuff on our website so I'll go over to our website shyworks.com you can use coupon code lslf10 and get you 10 percent off everything anything from laser magazines to glock back plates and mag bases and patches shirts we got hats up there this is my leather patch hat i just got this in the other day fresh on the website so go check that out uh, coupon code lslf10 get you 10 percent off absolutely we're also brought to you by Ballistic Imagery Brand Building Photography. Check them out on Facebook and BallisticImagery.com. Ballistic Imagery, make an impact. And Ballistic Imagery does have a client referral program that they've recently started up where I'll send you $50 if you send me send me some work. If you can refer a client to me and they complete at least $500 worth of work with me, I will send you $50 if they tell me you're who sent them my way. Or if you want to save money, if you have a project ongoing with uh, ballistic imagery and you refer someone else, I'll knock 10% off your current project there. So good way to make $50 or save what could be a substantial amount of money on a current project that you have going on. And that's hey, all we have for the formalities. Um, hello, Dakota. Oh, good. The chat is working. It looks different tonight, and I don't know why. Um, What's up with before, the mob crush deal? That's who we stream through. Ah. <clears throat> that's how we can gotcha. do it at all simultaneously. Uh, last week, we also started, I don't know if, who who all here? Sound off in the in the chat here so I know how many people is actually watching and paying attention. I'm curious. Surely there's more than Dakota. But uh, last weekend, or last, not last weekend, what was it, two weeks ago, we started our drinking game. Yep. Where, um, <laughs> wow, well, if we were doing it this, if we were doing last weekend, I'd be drunk already. Said, um, about 800 times. <laughs> I can't, Cliff. Uh, guess the drinking <laughs> game. We're not going to tell you what the drinking game is. If you guess it before the stream is over, we're going to send you some stuff. Might be good stuff, might be bad stuff, but it's going to be stuff nonetheless. Stuff out of my junk drawer. <laughs> so guess what the game is. And there you go. Plug. Yeah, I like you're going to give any of those up. <laughs> They're precious commodities. I think this one's going to be harder, though, at least for us to keep track of. Oh, yeah, this time. one will be... This one will be super difficult to even realize that someone said it. Yep. Yeah, we're so used to it. Definitely. 
So what's like, that you're what are you drinking? boys drinking today? Oh, I don't want to. I'm not going to tell everybody what I'm drinking tonight. I'm kind of embarrassed. <laughs> oh, jeez. Is it a Truly? No. I wouldn't. Uh, for some reason, I'm f- totally fine with drinking Trulies. It's a Bud Light seltzer, but it's, I don't know. The cans just look extra, extra girly for some reason. Me and Adam yeah. bought some the, uh, last weekend just for something to sip on while I was grilling. It's- Definitely looking pretty girly, but no, I, I don't blame you. I drink that shit every now and then too. I'm, I've stopped giving a fuck. I'll drink whatever. Judge me. No, I don't see, care. If you guys, see, if you guys would have been on that train when we first tried the seltzers and everybody's like, oh, Jesus. Mm. No, we just enjoy giving. You were shit. too proud. You were just too proud. And we, well, maybe, but we really enjoy giving. And you what do you shit, mean, maybe? So. That was 100% it. <laughs> They I'll still make good. fun of you. Okay. <laughs> yeah, me too. What do you do? I've What's actually that? got a weird beer tonight. What do you got Ooh. there? I got a Yingling Light. Mm. Isn't that like the oldest brewery in the in the country? Yep. Yep, America's oldest brewery. Um, had some work done out in Pennsylvania, and some of the field installers. Or one of the field installers brought me back a six pack of it because he was like, "Didn't you say you liked Yingling?" Yeah. He goes, "Well, I got Yingling light." Now I didn't care for him too much, so I'm bringing you a six pack back. Yeah, okay. it's, I mean, uh, people rave. That's one of those beers is like a cult following. People fucking rave about it, but it's really not very popular. You know, you don't hear about it very often for being well, especially. I don't know. Cause just recently there's been enough demand for it because their distribution stops in like Ohio or Indiana. That's basically as far West as they go. Oh, really? Yeah. And, or maybe like Michigan somewhere in there, but they've recently made a deal with, I believe Coors to brew their beer with their recipe in Colorado so that they can basically distribute to the rest of the country. Really? We still haven't got it here yet. Supposedly they have distribution down to like Texas and stuff now. So Hmm. it is expanding. So, I mean, there is, there is a popularity behind it. I mean, if they're willing to make a deal with Coors. Yeah. What would you compare it to? What would I compare it to? Yeah. I've never seen it or it's, had it it's just a plain lager so yeah. like a little bit darker than like your typical beers but i don't know i'm a fan of a lager so mm. yeah it's nothing like super i mean no it's, it's a pretty nothing. normal ass beer yeah yeah it is just a cult following mm-hmm Hello there, Darren. Thanks for joining the stream. Um, Cliff says, "Yep, you're a bitch box." I'm I'm not ashamed, Cliff. You keep worrying about what people think. <laughs> uh, Sam, what's what are you drinking? Same shit, Do different I, day. Whiskey. Oh, I thought I saw an orange in there. It must have been the light. No, that's just the color of the whiskey. This is the. Uh... Wood, Woodford Reserve, I believe. Same you don't shit have I've been drinking. 
I don't see a block of ice in there. What? How are you keeping it cold? Yeah, what the hell? <laughs> uh, well, it's kind of half-assed melted by now, but that, there was a block in there. Mm. The other night at the, uh, there was dueling pianos down here for the community uh, or the fire department benefit this weekend. And I was drinking just crown on the rocks, you know, and usually they give you a glass, you know, yay big, fill it, put some ice in there, just fill it up, you know, third, halfway, whatever. I had two of those. I'm like, all right, you know, go back up for a third one. The guy gives me a fucking solo cup with like eight ice cubes in it, fills the bitch to the very brim. He's like, here you go. I'm like, okay, I'm not going to drink all this. Sure as shit. By the, by the time the night was over, it was gone. And I had a hell of a headache the next morning. It sounds like that's the place to go. Didn't they do the, uh, something like that when at the stag a couple of weeks before I, that? Too? I just, yeah. Hold on. I want you to both know that you need to drink. Uh, I was just thinking that when I said it, I was like, I haven't said it, have I? <laughs> I, I didn't realize I said it. Well, you did. We need a referee, somebody who's just watching. Oh, I'm paying diligent attention. <laughs> somebody is. But yeah, down there, they never skip on skimp on the drinks, like ever. I mean, it's ridiculous. And they charged me $4. Sam, for a, go ahead, drink again. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I told you I was paying diligent attention. I'm so not they charged me. It. They charged me $4 and they gave me a solo cup completely full. Like, think about how much of a solo cup fill you know takes out of a crown bottle it's ridiculous do, do it again i did not say it that <laughs> yes time. you did Box can vouch for me i can't actually it's i'm i haven't heard a single yeah. one this whole time <laughs> fuck you johnson you're just making <laughs> shit up i am not making anything up I totally could and i neither one of us would have you any guys idea. i can't wait for you guys to re-watch the recording because <laughs> you're yeah. gonna be catching all of them going so damn it i did how many ounces is a solo cup 12 16 Uh, 16 i believe for a standard solo cup like you remember the old oh shit Mm -hmm. do you remember the old solo cups the one with the rings in the middle yeah i feel like those were way smaller then <laughs> way smaller than the square ones, the square bottom ones that are at the store now. I don't know. I figured they were the same. Either way, I I think they're around 16 ounces. They could be bigger. It's an illusion. Could be. Optical I was just illusion. curious because if you pour if you pour a solo cup completely full, that's about what a quarter of a bottle of whiskey right that's what i was saying like you can't make you can't make very much money when you're charging four dollars for that in fact you're probably losing your ass they go through they go through about 27 bottles of each liquor yeah so i see standard 16 ounce solo cups and the solo squared are 18 ounce whoa Ah, that's a lot. Interesting. Okay, well, we've spent quite a while talking about absolutely nothing. Yep. <laughs> Maybe we, we should here. move on to the news.
Not a lot going on in the news world at this particular moment, but the ATF has, I'm sure most everyone watching has heard, declared forced reset triggers to be machine guns. So, Sam, how would you tell us about that? I don't know really the details. Yeah, so uh, the other day, actually, it was on um, March 24th, so about a week ago now. The AT, I got a letter or an email from the ATF, and I always hate getting emails from the ATF because you're like, shit, are they coming for a surprise visit or going to be here tomorrow or whatever? But anyways, this was this particular one was a little bit worse. They are coming out and actually saying, declaring that some FRTs are machine guns. They don't tell you which ones. They don't really tell you, you know, too much as of why. They tell you the bullshit reason. Um, but this was a letter to all FFLs. So they're telling everybody, hey, these are machine guns, essentially saying if you have them and anybody that has one and get this, they're telling anybody that has one to contact the ATF. It wasn't even that. It was it was if you think you might have one of these because they were like you said. Not only some of them are classified, but they don't tell you which sort of like. If you think you have, yeah, if you think you might have one of these, please contact us so they can be like, oh, yeah, you're definitely. Yep. They say uh, you're definitely going to drink bucks a a lot. I know. I was keeping track. (laughs) They they say at the end of the letter here, if you are uncertain whether the device you possess is a machine gun, please contact your local ATF field office. How fucking stupid would you have to be to call up the ATF and be like, hey, I think I might have a machine gun here. That yeah. is, you're literally, in, you're literally admitting possession of an item that could, they could throw you in prison for 10 years for to the ATF. Like that's don't do not 100% do not do this. Do not do that. Contact a fucking lawyer. So do you want to tell him? I did not say it. I know for you sure. I was counting before up. I was counting before I interrupted earlier. You had definitely said it. God damn it. So they're really saying, I don't here. know <laughs> why this was chosen. <laughs> I'm stupid. I'm sorry. Go on, Sam. <laughs> so they go on to define what a machine gun is. You guys all know the definition. Any mm. weapon which shoots or can be readily re- re- restored to shoot automatically more than one, one shot without manual reloading by a single function of the trigger. That is a machine gun that uh, Congress has defined. Then they but go on. In, I thought in the letter they changed the word function to pull. No. One continuous pull is what I heard somewhere. I don't That's know if that was what in I the letter. Heard is- no, no. And here is and herein is the the funky part. They they say that is a definition of it. And then in the next paragraph, they go on to say ATS examination found that some of these devices allow a firearm to automatically expel more than one shot with a single continuous pull of the trigger. That is not, that is not what Congress defined as a machine gun. That is 100% false because there is a vast difference between a pull of the trigger and a function of the trigger. If you will remember the function of the trigger is something that the trigger itself does 100% absolutely correct. And and the ATF has even defined that that's the reason they allow binary triggers is 
they said that backwards and forward is one <laughs> function of the trigger. So, so there, but I see, I feel like you could do this both way. You could argue this both ways. No, because then why? Because now look at a full auto fire control group, a select fire, fire control group. Yep. When, when the, when the seer releases the hammer, that is a function of the trigger. No, it's not. They're talking about the, the trigger itself, the actual trigger, not the sear or the hammer. They're talking about the actual trigger because you, you understand that in FRTs, the actual trigger itself is. Moving. Yes. It's getting forcibly pushed into the reset position. Correct. So they're, they're saying, well, Congress defines a machine gun as X. What you guys are doing is Y. So it's a machine gun. They're two completely and totally 100% different things. A so function X of the trigger y. is not a pull. Of the exactly. If you guys, I posted the the well video from Lawrence, the owner of Rare Breed uh, Triggers, on our Facebook, and he defines he explains this perfectly. Tells you everything. He's a very articulate human. He can describe things very well. Yep. Well, well, far better than I can. Yeah. Oh, that does, wow, that guys, <laughs> you're really setting the bar high. So can most fourth graders, but okay. So, right. They, they essentially, they, they admit here, they tell you what the definition of a machine gun is, and then they change it to fit. They change what they're saying a machine gun is to fit what they're saying an FRT is. So in this letter, they outright admit that FRTs are not machine guns because you can't say that, well, this is, but this is different. So this is the same. No, it don't fucking work that way. Um, so essentially, uh, rare breed has countersued. The ATF again. I believe they said they were going to file this last Friday or this last Monday uh, because the last case had got thrown out for some bullshit reasons. So it'll be interesting to see uh, where this case actually goes. Um, I'm, I'm hoping it goes goes well for them. And if the merits of the case are actually brought up and they're allowed to argue in court the facts of the case, they will win because the facts are on their side. But the government does not play clean, does not give a fuck what the facts are. They want these triggers outlawed, and they will do it by whatever means necessary. They're going to end up buying a judge. 100%. What they're going to do. Yep. Because the original judge who, well, if you watch Lawrence's video, you'll understand. You'll get all this. So go watch the video. He, Like I said, he describes it way better than we could. Um, but basically the ATF blocked them from putting any evidence in the official record. Yep. And then when the judge found out he was pissed, so then they took a recess and the judge was like, find a way to get rid of this because I am not dealing with this fucking case. And that's basically what happened. They found a way, Oh, they forgot to turn this in, kick it out. Cause it was just a judge who didn't want to deal with a high profile case like that probably yep yep so yeah and you guys all know i mean we've ran about this many many times so um but this was the latest development and, and it's a it's a rather big development so but like i said if if you have heard this do not contact the atf 100 fucking no do not do that do not contact law enforcement nothing talk to a lawyer do not do not take the government's advice because they do not have your best interests at heart i promise you if you do have one of these items and you're not sure about it, make sure you go sell it at the next gun show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Yep. Or you can just donate them to um, live short live free's friends who a particular don't have names podcast or addresses. <laughs> <laughs> we need a PO box. Yep. <laughs> just um, mail us all the stuff that you're unsure about. Yeah. <laughs> you are not illegal. Put it in the mail. If you think <laughs> you have a, well. if you think you have a machine gun, but you're not sure, mail it to Life Shore Live Free. We'll handle it for you. We'll let you know. <laughs> um, also of note, um, box to are we gonna mention on this the Alamo 15 trigger? Might as well go ahead. So I'll refer to Johnson here, but Big Daddy Unlimited has came out with a new essentially they're calling it something else, but a force reset trigger called the Alamo 15, but it's all the same. The same idea, right, Johnson? Yeah, so it's um, it appears that this is just kind of a co-branding type of situation with Big Daddy Unlimited. They're going to be the exclusive retailer, whatever, um, of this Graves Alamo 15 trigger. And they call it a positive displacement trigger instead of a force reset trigger. And I don't know if that's like due to recent issues um not only with the patent infringement stuff that like big daddy unlimited is dealing with and rear breed triggers but even the atf terminology you know it's like well they can't sue us if we put a wheel on the back and call it a positive displacement you know they can't call right. it patent infringement i don't know if that's maybe what they're going for or what but it's, it's interesting to me, and I mentioned this right before the podcast to both of you, it, it's interesting to me that companies like Big Daddy would be dumping money into a product such as this with the current political climate with the ATF. I don't, I don't and, think they are. Well, even I know they're, they're what, how did you say that it's not their trigger, but they're selling it they're for just, someone essentially. They're just, yeah, they're just a retailer. They're just a distributor for this product. But who this makes is this not product? Graves Triggers. Okay, and they have been making it for a while? Yes. Okay, okay. The other interesting point is the ATF is going after these so hard. Why are they allowing Rare Breed and Big Daddy to sell these still? You can literally still go to Rare Breed's website and buy these. They will still ship them to your house. If the if the ATF is so hardcore that these are actual machine guns, why are they why are they not raiding rare breed? They you know, just did. They the one know, of the one of the manufacturers. manufacturers, and they they got very little. Yeah. You know, it's like they're they're going. It's like they're doing. And this was the same deal they did in in, in Illinois a month or two ago. They find some no name, you know, mom and pop shop supposedly raid this you know, nothing that does anything to anybody. And then instead, instead of raiding actually rare breed, you know, they go and make and, and, and raid one of their manufacturers that has barely any inventory in stock. The whole thing doesn't make any fucking sense at all because if they think that they can technically raid rare breed since they're in a legal dispute with them. Right. But they weren't because the case was dropped until it was brought up again, until Rare Breed yeah. refiled it again this week. So what was stopping them for the previous month? It doesn't make no. sense. 
I, it just doesn't make doesn't make any fucking sense because if they felt that they were actually machine guns, they'd shut their website down. Right. I'm going to say it's because the ATF is clueless about everything and terrible at their job. Well, I'm that's very true, but I mean, I don't feel like they're this bad that they would allow that to keep going on unless something else is 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 happening. Like it doesn't make sense the way that they're going. I'm sure there's other shit happening, but I got to interject here. Cliff, are you trying to tell us something? You've used the word ridiculous in literally every single comment tonight. A ridiculous amount. That is fucking ridiculous. Such ridiculousness. It's so ridiculous. Did you just learn this word or something, Cliff? Well, his his first few comments didn't didn't say ridiculous, uh, but well, I can't. Oh yeah, he called me a bitch. Yeah. Very so I, I don't know. This has been an ongoing saga that I've been very uh, engrossed in. It's interesting to watch all this nonsense, but it just none of it makes any fucking sense to me whatsoever. Not going to. There's a government office involved. Yeah, pretty much. So that's all. I, that's all I got on that, boys. That's all I got to say about that. Mm-hmm. Well, boy, our our planning has really gone downhill for for this show. Why? <laughs> I don't know how to. I don't know how to segue without like an actual plan here. Just do the segue. Segue. Ooh, that was easy. I, I don't have that anymore. Well, what do we want to talk about next? We got the Phoenix Trinity. We'll talk about the Phoenix Trinity. So there's this um, manufacturer out there. I believe they manufacture mostly competition guns or competition pistols. Um, along the in the 2011 line, but they recently released what they're calling the Morph. There's two models. There's the Morph uh, Switch and the 1776. And there's really nothing special about these, but it comes with two barrels. You can swap about swap it out from a nine to a forty, and vice versa. But you don't need to you don't need to swap out anything anything else. It's just the barrel and the the barrel the breech block. So you don't need to change frames, you don't need to change slides, mm-hmm. any other and parts. And the breech block deal was just that single pin under the barrel, right? <clears throat> I didn't look at a diagram or anything like that, I guess. Okay. But yeah, they're using their they call it their patented linkless technology and their patented interchangeable breech block system, which the guns themselves to me aren't that I'll throw up a picture for you guys so you can see what I'm talking about. These two front guns, they're identical. They they just have different looks, different milling on them. The one on the right is the 1776. That one runs for $4,200 or $4,250. And the one on the left runs for $300 less less at $3,950. Wow. So these must be very, very nice shooting guns. But yeah, I thought that was an astronomical amount. They're, that's more than their competition guns run for, run for, at least one of them anyways. But what got me wanting to talk about these is their ability to swap from 9 to 40. I, why are companies... I don't get why that would be an advantage. Why are companies still trying to do that? I mean, when who has been like, 
oh, I'm tired of shooting nine. I'm going to go swap barrels and shoot 40. I don't get, isn't it? I don't get it. Why? What's the point of that? Is that not silly or is there some kind of advantage I'm not seeing here? I've never understood it either because that's kind of like a big Glock aftermarket is different caliber barrels. Like, yeah, they made 22 barrels and shit for all kinds of different Glocks and never understood it. There is now 40, obviously. I mean, that's like the nickelback of calibers anymore. Everybody loves to hate on that. But I'm on the website here and it does say it comes in 940 and 10 mil. But the 10 millimeter, I believe, takes a different mag, like a wider mag or something. Uh, that's, that's, a, that's a separate model, though, also. The nine and the forty are what come together. Okay, it doesn't well, come either, with the, the ten millimeter. Yeah, I mean, I don't understand the allure of it so much. I don't. Basically, I'm. I mean, I nine is great. Like, I don't see the need to switch from one, especially up until forty. That doesn't like. Why would you, unless you want to buy one gun and be able to shoot two calibers for whatever fucking reason. It doesn't make any sense to me. I don't understand, especially nine or excuse me, 40 cal. Like I said, it's just a, a dead round anymore. It seems like, yeah. uh, and also that one on the right that you put up there, that kind of looked like, looked like a SIG fucked a high point. And that was their like ugly ad. That was a nasty looking gun. You said it was over four thousand dollars. Yeah, forty two fifty. That is fucking absurd. They are not going to sell shit of that gun because that is the ugliest thing I've ever seen in my life. And the other one is a little better looking. I mean, that one just looks like a kind of a a Sig and a twenty eleven mated, and it looks okay. I don't like the trigger guard the tr- did you guys notice the triggers in the trigger guard no yeah it's a, of, look at them it looks like it's uh, a pixelated trigger. square <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's strange i i don't i guess i don't understand the point like what's the allure of switching calibers it doesn't make any sense to me not me either and it should be either. noted these are not competition guns these are meant for concealed carry Mm-hmm. We got commander length. I think that's what it's called, right? Commander length grips. Yeah. And they're, yeah, on their page, it's called the all new morph compact carry gun. So, I mean, mm. that they is must be, what they, they are. They better be super fine shooters for that kind of money. But I don't, I thought maybe somebody would have some kind of insight why you would want to be able to swap. 9 to 40 in this day and age? This No. I got no idea. Uh, especially for $4,300. They're billing this as concealed guns, but they're... I mean, that that's a full... That's a metal frame, isn't is it not? That's, yes, looks, it, it all is. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's going to be a heavy-ass, heavy-ass carry gun. Well, some people like, like the, the heft... Do you know what the cat, what the, uh, how many rounds it can fit in there? 
I did not. Capacity. I didn't pass it. Is magazine capacity seventeen plus Jeez. one? Yes. <laughs> I couldn't think of the word how, capacity. How, how many rounds you can fit in I, there? I knew. I knew it started with a C, but I couldn't get the word capacity into my brain. <laughs> uh, All right. Well, but, you know, so that's better, but still, I, I don't get it myself. Now I don't understand. It's a big fat. That's a no for me, dog. Is there any other? Firearms out there that with this capability though, where you only swap the barrel. I'm pretty sure Glocks no. are interchangeable from nine to forty. With only the barrel though. I don't think, I think so. so. Their magazine is the same. Yeah, but ejectors are different. Uh, yeah, or no, extractors are di- no ejectors. Ejectors are different. The one is bent and the one is more straight because of the different diameter of the case. Yeah. So, but still, so you got to swap slides. No, that that's in no. the frame. Oh, the, you're thinking of the extractor. The extractor is oh, in yes. the frame. The ejector, or excuse me, the extractor is in the slide. The ejector is in the frame. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how that works, um, but either way, I don't see the allure of it. I don't understand because. I mean, especially now and now this day and age, I mean, you can't find ammo for one caliber and let alone two. Like I don't, unless right. this is, unless is your, this is your, um, uh, just, well, Justin says for that price, I could buy a nice nine and a nice 40. You could buy three or four. You could buy nice four nines. of them. <laughs> I mean, yep. yeah. So the, I don't, I don't get it, but. To teach their own, I guess, if somebody's got that kind of money and they want to spend it on it, more power to them. I don't, I don't understand it, but that's just me. Sig Cliff says Sig used to make one a long time ago for the SP twenty three forty. I don't know what that is. Ian says forty is going to die a slow, horrible death. Is it already is? <laughs> yeah, like it's, I said, it's the uh, it's a nickelback of calibers anymore. Well, do we want to talk like about more stupid stuff? Yeah, um, I'm ex- I'm interested to see why you hate these uh, extendo mags so much. Well, for one, people call them extendo mags. <laughs> I've never heard them call extendo mags. It's it's mostly it's like a meme thing on the internet. Got the Glock Fody with the extendo mag. Hmm. But whenever people see the thirty. 30 round mags, they call it extendo mags. But yeah, I see comments on them every now and then, generally in the gun groups, just like the like Glock owners or Taurus owners or groups like that, just gun owners groups. People will have big old long 30 round mags and someone will make fun of them for it. And they'll be like, well, it's it's great for training and practicing at the range no it's for what no it's not the only advantage it gives you for training at the range is for slow fire you don't have to reload as often there's no other that i can see anyways upside to carrying a big ass mag that sticks out the bottom of your frame four or five inches 
You can't do anything with it. It's going to change the feel of your firearm completely. It's going to change the recoil. It's going to change the handling of it, the weight distribution of it. You can't draw out of a holster with it. You can't do nothing with it. What, Sam? What What exactly do you mean when you say extendo mag? Like, is there a limit between a mag extension and an extendo mag? Like, where does extendo begin and mag extension if it's end? The ones that stick out the bottom of the frame several inches, not just a group, not just four or five rounds on the bottom of your, or not a four or five round mag extension. I'm oh, talking. So you're saying like plus 30, 10 40, or... yeah. Okay. 30, 40 round mags in a pistol, which not a lot of people and you're that actually shoot. just talking about pistols, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. Not many people actually that shoot actually own them or use them because they know better. So it's probably pointless to be even talking about on here, but that's just something that bothers me. We're like, it's great for training at the range. No, it's fucking not. It doesn't give you any you advantage be training at all. Your reloads. Yeah. I mean, the only, exactly. the only place I can see an advantage for like a really high, you know, 40, 50 rounds, something like that in a pistol would be a competition gun. But a right. lot of times they're against the rules, depending on what class you're shooting in. But if you're shooting an open, I mean, having a bigger mag is, you know, always going to be faster than reloading. I don't so, know. It, having that much weight down at the bottom, though, when you're jerking side to side, that bottom, you know, you can't control the six inches down from the, your hands. So that bottom's going to flop side to side and throw off your sight picture. Ian says, <laughs> what about it? Okay, so we're talking about at the range. I don't think, I personally, if you're just talking even like a 30-round mag and like a Glock 19... I I don't think you would notice the weight hardly. Not too much, but what about what about Ian says nightstand gun? What about a home defense uh, weapon? Say something. There's you, no point for it. Why? That's like saying there's no point to adding extra airbags in a in a vehicle. You like you want everything you can possibly have, don't you? Like for a home defense weapon, why not have all the why not have all the rounds? Well then, not why? Why not throw why on? Why not a, on your person? I, I'm. That's what I was going to bring up next. Is it? Is it? Does it make any sense to to carry one of these magazines as a no. as a backup mag? Not a, as a backup mag. Not a not a on the actual gun. I used to do that with an extended mag, and it wasn't an extendo mag. It was just you know an added three or four. Uh, At a base plate. Yeah, that was my backup mag. And then, you know, I carry a normal one in the gun, so it was easier to conceal. But what about that? Like, why not carry, why not carry an extended mag on your belt when it's not, you know, it's, it doesn't matter where you've been. It's not going to bother you. It's not going to print. It's just there. Or, you know, as a home defense, as a home defense situation, well, you know, why not? That's, that's more reasonable, but. To, I don't, my problem was with the train. It's good for training at the range. I'm not saying there's yeah. not any conceivable uses for those big ass mags. I'm saying that statement is stupid and wrong. Wow. <laughs> Tell us how you really feel. 
I mean, if that's not what you're you're using, why are you practicing with it? Why are you training with it? That's wrong. It yeah, changes your gun completely. Cool the range. No, I don't want to yeah. hurt my little thumbs while I reload four times. I mean, I, for as far as training, like just truly training, yes, don't be used. Like unless you're carrying it, don't be fucking training with it. There's a difference though between training and just shooting for enjoyment and just fucking around, I guess. But I see what you're saying. Yeah, you should not be, you should not be training on on such a such an item that you're not going to be using to uh, you know to actually defend your life. I see your point. It I is. Is there something wrong with having something just because it's fun to use at the range? No. Hell, I got a well, I got a lot of things like that. Well, that's what I'm saying. Is if you have something such as a force reset trigger or a binary trigger, wouldn't a extendo mag be more fun? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So I guess, I guess yeah, don't be training with it. You can go fuck around with it, but don't think you're doing some tactical operator training shit because you got an extendo mag and you can shoot more times before you fumble your way through a seven second reload. Yeah. Yeah. That, I think that's, that's the big thing. Just know your, know the difference between training and fucking off. And that's all I've ever done. What, <laughs> fuck fuck off. off. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much all we've done. Mm. Yeah, I think we're I think we're all pretty much in agreement. Although I do say I do I do think that there are times for those. Uh, whether it's you know, you're gonna carry an extended mag, use it for home defense, or uh keep one in your truck, you know, when you're traveling or something like that, you know, but other than that, yeah, I see I see what you're saying. We'll say um if your idea of of practicing and training is going to the range and slow firing 50 rounds at a paper target and you can barely get all of them within the A zone, you probably don't need to be worrying about carrying that 30 round mag. You got more important things to focus on than that. You think it's what do you think is better training? Slow firing into a paper target or mag dumping into trash? <laughs> That's a tough one. I'm gonna probably probably mag dumping and wait, what did you how did you word that? What's more beneficial? I don't remember. Which, we're gonna I'm gonna I go remember we're, what we're I gonna just go said, but yeah, which one's better? We're going to go with more beneficial. I would say mag dumping into trash because then at least you're you learning how to rapid fire recoil management. You're, yeah, you're learning how to control recoil. Or at Fair least you, you could be learning how to control <laughs> recoil. You're probably not, but you, <laughs> it's a good opportunity to learn. Ian says you can try to make training fun, but you should never make fun into training. Yeah. Are you having a hard time wrapping your head around that one? Yes. <laughs> you can make a class where you learn something fun or where you're teaching people something fun, but don't have fun and then say you're learning. Don't just go fuck around and be like, uh, yeah, yeah, I was out yeah. training. 
Right. Yeah, I got you. I got you. That makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. So I think we're all pretty much in agreement for the most part on that uh, convo. Okay. Do we move on? Uh, I did want to touch on one thing. Bill Riordan uh, asked a question. Did you guys hear about uh, that poaching situation? Yeah. There was, uh, what was it, five? Five guys, I believe, yeah. <clears throat> here in northwest Iowa, got in trouble for poaching, like, what was it, like 50 oh, deer? Oh, it was or like astronomical. That. I think it was, like, I think there was in total 48 violations or something and, like that. And they got off with what seems like pretty much just like a fucking slap on the wrist. I mean, mm-hmm. one instance of this, I don't know what they charge for one instance, but it's astronomical. If you get, if you get caught poaching a deer, it's thousands of dollars. And I'm not sure what, I can't remember what they got charged with, but it was fucking. So Bill asked what my thoughts are on that. My thoughts are fuck those pieces of shit. I wish they would have got, prison time because they fucking deserve it and they weren't the thing is they weren't doing anything with them they were just shooting the deer and sawing the heads off and keeping the fucking racks so yeah it was uh five individuals pleading guilty to 48 wildlife charges and assessed nearly eighty three thousand dollars in fines and liquidated damages so five people, 83,000 between them, you know, they're paying maybe what freaking 15. Well, one of them, <laughs> two of them got hammered pretty hard. Uh, one guy got 37,600, uh, minimum seven year hunting license suspension, 23 citations totaling 37,600. The other guy got 14 citations that totaled $31,118. And the other three guys had 5,800, 5,200, and 4,300. Jackasses. But they were like six, three, and two citations. No. Yeah. So my, um, you asked my thoughts on it. They didn't get, they didn't get enough fucking jackasses making it, taking all the good deer and screwing all us you know, all us, uh, hunters that actually want to do right by the deer population over. Yeah. I saw a video but. of a, of a horse, a horse. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't want to know the rest of this uh, story. I'm intrigued. Where the fuck did I come all right, let's hear Stop. I'm a taking video, my headphones off. <laughs> video of a deer shedding his antlers earlier today. And it was it was fucking weird. They don't just like fall off. It was, it was like, like, it looked painful. Sh- like it was breaking its neck. Like it had an yeah. extreme migraine or something. Like it really? did not look pleasant. It was weird. I've never seen that before. I've huh. seen one like had both of its antlers and like hit a tree branch as it was running, just trotting along clips a tree branch and the one falls off and it hits their back and that scares them and it flings the other one off and they're jumping around and take off running. It's hilarious. <laughs> it's like, they don't know what's going on. One got hung up on a tree, scratched his back and he lost his shit. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, well, do you want to talk about, you put in there in Slack, Sam, that knife. Do you want to talk about that? Oh, this isn't a knife, but it's it's a multi tool. Well, I just wanted to I wanted to touch on. Um, 
just because how many of these multi tools do you own at this point? Not very many, actually. This the the one I talked about. I feel about, like we've done like seven of them on this <laughs> show. I'm a freaking I'm an EDC enthusiast. Sue me. The one the last one that I talked about was a, was the SOG Power Pint. And this is the one I'm talking about today. The SOG uh, Power Assist Access is the the basically the daddy to this one. Um so I was I was very and I was very uh happy with this this little guy which is why I went and I bought this bigger one, this, this SOG. And I think I finally, now I have Leatherman tools. I got a lot of multi-tools. This is, I finally found the multi-tool that I, that I like because most of this stuff is you can do it one-handed and the, this action is loosening up quite a bit and it'll eventually be like this, you know, where you can just open it with a single hand. But the nice thing about this one is, is there is one-handed tools. This, you can flip out stuff with one, you know, with just one hand. These are assisted opening stuff. So that is freaking awesome. I love that about it. And that's the main thing. Cause I hate when you go and you get a multi-tool out, like my Leatherman tool, you have to pull it open with two hands, pull the freaking tools out with two hands. You know, it's just, it's, it's a whole debacle. I never like that. It's, it's a, Leatherman is a well-made tool, but the one I have, I just don't, I don't appreciate it. So this one is the, this, the biggest draw is the one-handed opening. I love that about it. And I'm not going to go into all the tools on it, but it does have some interesting, um, mostly useful tools. There's not a file, actually. There's not a file, but there is, I think, two saws, which I don't really quite understand, to be real honest with you. Yeah, there's two saws here. One's I feel like, like that's the least, least used items on right? multi-tools is the saw. And the file. Yeah, I guess it files would be used a little bit more, but the, the other pick and the old Swiss army knife. The other thing I'll bring up about this, a couple things is the end has a quarter inch driver in it. And it also comes with a bunch of driver bits, which is pretty sweet. It's got this little case. So you can, you know, screwdrivers, torques, all sorts of shit. That's really cool. But the other thing that I found really, really interesting about this is, is it comes with a, a quarter inch driver for a uh, sockets and it comes with a with a socket as well so that's pretty freaking cool i really like that um i'm not going to go into a bunch of details about the rest of it but this goes for like i say i want to say i bought it in the 70 dollar range i think 75 somewhere in that ballpark so it's a to my what i've used it for this this far i'm, I'm really happy with it it's like I said, a quality tool and I'm finally happy. I've never had a multi-tool that I actually liked. I really like this one. So with SOG, I've, I'm, uh, I think I'm going to stick to them for my, for my multi-tools from now on. But um, yeah, really, really, really happy with it so far. So you guys got multi-tools yourselves, you too? Okay. I'm very old hate, Leatherman. I hate multi-tools. That does not even surprise me a little bit, Box. Yeah. Just... Most useless fucking things I've ever seen. There's a bunch of poorly made tools that don't work for shit. Just because you've been using the right a tool. Cheap multi-tool. I mean, I could see putting something like that in your in a go bag or something like that, but anybody that carries them, yeah, fuck that. Well, and that's exactly I would say for you being a photographer or an auto body guy in the past. There wasn't much use for you to carry one, but somebody who works on junk 
cars and like has 43 vehicles they're working on and fence to fix and animals and uh, people that are outside and working on random different mechanical shit all day. I could see it being useful. Yeah, definitely. So yeah, I'm not going to EDC this one. That's it's way too big for that. Like it comes with a sheath and everything. And frankly, anybody wearing a sheath, let's like just as bad as a cell phone on your belt, you know, that big whole thing. I'm, I'm just not going to do it. If you want to, you know, that's hey, you automatically, I'm pretty sure the government sends you a leather holster for your cell phone on your belt. The second you have your first child, <laughs> maybe a pair of tall white one? socks. No, no, but <laughs> just, there's a lot of a like, matter of time. There's a lot of like the project managers and shit that have them on their belts and shit. It's just, and you know, it was one thing when it was like a little flip phone that clipped on your side, but now it's like this enormous iPad LED screen that you've strapped to your hip. <laughs> yeah. it's, like, it's terrible. Yeah. Yeah. So Right. I'm not going to EDC this, but this is going to be something that's, it's left in my truck, you know, in the, all right on the visor and it, there's, you know, what, or in my go bag or my, you know, stuff like that, I'm not going to carry it. And if I do want to carry something for something I'm doing that day, it's going to be this little guy and this little son of a bitch. I tell you what, it's small, but I'm super impressed with this. The pliers are nice. You know, it's got a nice knife on it and everything. There's not a ton of tools in it. It's just what you need. So these, between these two, I pretty much have my multi-tool lanes covered. You know, I'm good to go. So I'm, uh, if you're, if you're looking for a multi-tool, check out SOG. I'm extremely happy with them so far. So does that mean that we're through hearing about multi-tools for a while? No, no. <laughs> This is, I don't like, know. I I'm going to keep buying new shit, man. I should find You just a said you found with. your multi-tool. I did. I want to find one that has like just the things I need on it. Like I need pliers, wire cutters, a Phillips screwdriver, and a knife. Right. Just the, the bare. Like that's one. all I need. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I would I carry that bitch every day if I had something that was Phillips screwdriver, knife, wire cutters and pliers. Right. Yeah. I'm in the same box. I'm kind of a minimalist guy when it comes to it. And this has more than I need, but it's not something that I'm going to EDC on me. You know, it's going to be in my bag or something like that. So, um, it's got uh, in your prison holster. Well, you know, she's <laughs> the old prison wallet. Uh, also has a uh, seatbelt cutter, um, which is nice. So that will be, which is nice. Truck. So kind of cool. So it's got that going for it, which, which is nice. <laughs> yeah. But box, why do you, why do you hate, I mean, what's wrong with keeping them? I buy them to keep them like in my truck and my bags and shit like that, you know, just in case. And I've used them. I've just never, ever had a good experience with a multi-tool where I've needed one and used it and be like, wow, that was easy. It's always, this thing is fucking terrible and I'm going to smash it to pieces. But have you ever used, have you ever truly used like a good quality one? I don't know. I haven't used one in like fucking or, 10 years. $20 Walmart unit. The Ozark Trail. Fucking right. 90, you know, nine ninety five. Ozark Trail is amazing. <laughs> I don't know. I've uh, just never 
maybe it's because I just get used to using like proper tools where when I have to use one that's that's only oh this will work where it's never, it yeah, just makes it's me never feel like to be this is the right tool for the job it's hey for me to it is not possible for me to go get the proper tools right now or it no. is not worth the time that it would take to go get the proper tools no i have yeah. that's, AKA that's not everything me. on a farm that's not me i'll use the proper tools that's you would not like to work on a farm if you don't have random galvanized sheet metal and duct tape on about 90% of the shit you work on, you're not doing it right. <laughs> Cliff actually agrees with box. He says, I agree box. Wow. I'm pretty sure he's just saying that. So he had another reason to say ridiculous, ridiculous. Uh, well, but you guys give me shit for getting multi-tools. I mean, part of it is because I like reviewing them and, you know, bringing them up on the channel and it gives me fucking excuse to buy more. So it's like, Come on! I don't know what you guys. What you need is an excuse to buy more. I don't know what you guys are bitching about. I'll buy the. I'll buy them and I'll tell you if they're shitty, so you don't have to, or tell you if they're good. I'll tell you. I don't. I don't need to hear reviews because I'm not going to buy them anyway. (laughs) Well, we have we have listeners box. There's there's people out there. Mm. There's people out there. We got Cliff (laughs) and Michael and Bill. (laughs) (sighs) Yeah, yeah. So that's all I got to say on that, though, fellers. Okay, well, then speaking of stupid, useless fucking things. Oh, fuck the you. Exo, the exothermic pulse fire underbarrel flamethrower. How in what <laughs> world is that stupid fuck is or that useless? useless? Get off the, you're, you just, I'm kicking you off the show. Okay, you guys are, you guys You've are in defense on this. i reading too much Facebook. No, I haven't. I didn't even see this on Facebook. It's Thanks listed your brain melt. on their website as being useless, guys. <laughs> like, Hold on. What's what's the name of it again so I can Google it? Exothermic uh, Pulse Fire <laughs> yeah, you UBF. Lost him. Pulse Fire UBF. Yeah, underbarrel flamethrower. This thing is made by Exothermic Technologies. It runs for six hundred and ninety dollars. I believe oh, the flame yes. shoots out twenty-five feet, just like they manufacture other regular flamethrowers too. It's a I have it one doesn't right now. Yeah, Twenty five foot reach and about twenty seconds of fuel capacity. But this thing it attaches is for those listening, I guess I have a f- picture for those. It's pretty um, fucking wimpy. Watching as well. Well, it's just like their hand, the regular handheld ones too. Their handheld yeah. ones don't shoot any further than that. But anyways, obviously this ha- attaches to the handguard of your of your rifle, so it's what it sounds like an under barrel flamethrower. <laughs> sounds as ridiculous as it is. It weighs six pounds, empty. So imagine when you get that, th- what, how much, I wonder how much gas it holds, a half gallon, maybe th- a gallon, 3.3 gallons. What? No fucking way. Oh, uh, available 3.3 gallon backpack kit, 22nd capacity standard, but it doesn't tell you how much that is. It just says standard capacity. Yeah. I would bet somewhere between uh, half excuse and me, one gallon. Quarter, it's quarter a quarter gallon. of a gallon. Mm-hmm. Oh, a quarter of a gallon. Okay, so another, t- so eight pounds. 
roughly on the yeah. on the front of your the front of your fucking rifle <laughs> on the front of your <laughs> eight pound rifle is an eight pound <laughs> flamethrower i mean wow that is gonna be not that fun to operate yeah but like- how else would you burn the weeds <laughs> around your you know driveway i i think it's hilarious to a rifle I think it's hilarious. On their website, they show everyone, all of them using it. They're shooting at cardboard targets while the flamethrower is burning it. <laughs> so you need to scorch this dude and fucking pop a few rounds. <laughs> I don't know. I thought, it, I thought really it was kind of hilarious. Shooting. Well, I thought I, I'm pretty sure I shot a really good group, but the target happened to catch on fire. And we can't be sure anymore, but I'm pretty sure they were all hits. Can we just, can we just like step back from the ridiculousness though, and appreciate the fact that there's a company in America that actually made this and has been in putting this out. Like, I love that. That's there's also awesome. a company who makes a chainsaw for the bottom rail of your gun. So, I mean, fuck yes. I love it. I absolutely love it. looks like it can be used handheld as well. Yeah, I think you can attach a handle to the back of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say, though, that I have the... Actually, I, I've done one of these before. I Cerakoted it, and then I currently have one in the house uh, that I got to Cerakote as well. And I test-fired this thing. Was less than impressed. Um, and I was, I was really disappointed with it. But maybe it needed some adjustment. Um, but as compared to the other one that we used, the X, X products... I was yeah. far more impressed with that because that actually uses a flame where this is the, the pulse fire uses a spark, uh, you know, a spark plug. Yeah. And I was not impressed with, I mean, it was, it wasn't shooting very far and it wasn't getting like a complete burn of the, of the fuel either. Like I was pretty disappointed, but I did read into it a little bit. Sometimes it does take some adjustment of the spark, a gap and everything to get just, you know, and move that gap right into the, into the, Mm. the, you know, the path of the fuel. So, um, I don't know. I, I I would, I'll have to play with this other one I got in the house and and see, but I was not that impressed with it. I'm going to say I'm going to say it needs some adjustment. That's because that's what James has in that thing was a fucking beast was it okay yeah and, and that's what, kind of what i wondered if it just needed to adjust it a little bit but yeah um but i mean really when, when are you ever going to fucking use this you're agreeing with me wow well to a certain extent i mean it's fucking awesome and i'm debating buying one don't get me wrong but when the hell is i mean it's it's pretty useless yeah it is 100 useless you know it's useless when they say it on their own website where they're like this is sold mostly as a novelty <laughs> that's a, i think that's a direct quote mostly um, a novelty did you mention the price 690 dollars Yep. So it is actually, it's actually more, not the same exact price as the actual, just the flamethrower unit itself. And I think you get a little bit more capacity, um, with, the the, the, just a normal flamethrower version you get with that, or is it tech specs? 
Um, but overall cool factor, pretty fucking cool. With the, the fuel capacity on the other one, you only get a, a tenth of a gallon more. What so you, yeah, what are, you, I mean, what are you reacting to there, Johnson? Overall, pretty cool. <laughs> no, it's not. You fuck you. It's awesome. Like no, who doesn't want to put a flamethrower on the bottom of their AR? Like fuck yeah. If it was a badass flamethrower, that'd be one thing. This well, is not fuck? a badass flamethrower. This is a fucking glorified squirt gun with a lighter duct tape to the end. What are you expecting? You thought the X Products one was awesome. This is. This does the same thing. This looks far, far less impressive than the X products one. They said 25 feet. I suppose. I don't know. I would like something with some fucking sauce. <laughs> Even if it's attached to the underbarrel, but you've got a backpack fuel tank. And that's what I'm about. Like, I'm talking like 75 feet. <laughs> big you fucking like fire a legit flamethrower is what yes. you want yeah like yeah yeah, yeah. basically i want a legit a... flamethrower that has a picatinny rail receiver you know jb welded to the top of it so i can just so you want the industrial grade sons of bitches that are gonna yeah. run thousands of dollars and you probably have yes. to have government clearance just to own the damn things yeah, just without government clearance. Yeah. So if anybody has a legit flamethrower that you're not sure if it's legal or not, go ahead and send it to go our ahead. P.O. box. Yeah. <laughs> we'll take care of it for you. We'll get it handled. Uh, I don't know. I love it, but I don't think anybody that listens to the podcast is actually surprised that I love it. Zero people are surprised. No. Everyone knows you're an idiot. How much does the chain does the chainsaw cost? Probably five hundred dollars. Now that thing is actually useless. <laughs> yeah, it's not in the zombie apocalypse. No, it, it is. Like it's not. It doesn't even spin fast. What do you mean it doesn't spin fast? You can't actually cut trees with it. I don't think so. What? It's like the the weakest fucking chainsaw that you could ever get, I think. I have a well, I, I seem to recall that I s saw a video of it, and the chain was just like slowly rotating around. Hmm. Well, because you can buy legit like badass electric chainsaws. I figured that's kind of just the same thing as what it was. Maybe it is. Huh. But maybe they also figure that. People are fucking stupid and Ooh, are definitely oh, going to chop their arms off. $700. Huh? The chainsaw bayonet. Yep. Well, I guess I'll just buy both of these. I mean. <laughs> okay. So what would you rather have? Like, what would you, you got to have one of you got, you got. It's the chainsaw bayonet or. Yep, Underbarrel flamethrower. It's the apocalypse. You you go into a building. And there's you get the two guns. One has a flamethrower. One has a chainsaw bayonet on it. Mm -hmm. You got you got it. It's welded to the gun. You can't take it off. What what do you so, take? What's more available? Solar panels or gasoline? That's in this question. apocalypse. I don't know. That's a valid question. <laughs> yeah, because I want to keep using it. 
20 <laughs> seconds of a flamethrower isn't going to do you a whole Not lot of good. And then you got to lug around an extra, uh, lug around a 14 pound rifle or AR. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Gas is readily available and so is electricity. I'd probably take the chainsaw. It's probably a lot lighter, isn't it? I don't know if it's lighter, but I feel like you would get a lot more kills out of the amount of runtime from the battery than you would out of whatever your fuel capacity is on your flamethrower. And when I chop its head off with the chainsaw, it's dead. When I light it on fire, now it's still trying to attack me and light me on fire because <laughs> it is engulfed in flames. Yeah, that's a, that's a valid point. That's a valid point. Yeah, I think I would definitely go for the chainsaw myself. I would grab whichever one was attached to the, the worst and then find the nearest angle grinder and cut them both the fuck off. <laughs> well, fair enough. Fair enough. <clears throat> well, the comments okay, well, have been the comments have been kicking the night. I mean, there's been quite a few quite a few comments. Cliff says don't put a force reset trigger in it. That'd be ridiculous. Yeah, about three quarters of the comments have been Cliff <laughs> saying it was ridiculous. Yeah. Always appreciated, yep. Cliff. Yep, yep, absolutely. Okay, oh, well, removal. Should we That'd call it a show? Use for a flamethrower. Have we you ever should. seen anybody actually clear their driveway with a flamethrower? I've tried it. It does not work as well as you think it would work. There was a video much. going around for a while of some, some guy doing it. Somebody was recording their neighbor doing it. Okay, you would use like far, far, far more gasoline and oh, a then a snowblower. Then it's, yeah. yes, you would. I mean, hundred percent. I mean, it does not does not get good mileage. Like it takes a fucking <laughs> lot to melt that snow. And you think it's a flame, like it would re readily melt it, and it just be like wherever you put it, it just disappear. No, it don't work that way. No, no. I don't think you're doing it right. I, Sam can't sure melt snow with a flamethrower. I'm not quite sure how you <laughs> fuck that up. But. God, you are useless, Sam. Yeah, what Give you a flamethrower. <laughs> guys are real dicks. Yeah. Okay, well, we should probably, yeah. probably call the show. Sam's rudely yawning into the mic. Ah, I'm tired. I'm sorry. I gotta, I'm going to go eat some buffalo chicken pizza and go to bed. Ooh. Good. Excellent. So we're going to call it a show. Thanks for stopping by. Be sure to listen to our, our entire catalog of podcasts on most major podcast providers and also on our website. If you enjoy what we do and want to help support the show, check out our subscribe star page for exclusive content and other benefits. If you want to get more involved with the community, join our forum on lifeshortlivefree.com. Or if you aren't aware, <clears throat> Excuse me. Gears and Beers is streamed live every other Wednesday night at 8.30 Central Time on YouTube, Facebook, Twitch, and our website. We would love for you to come get in on the conversation. Check out our sponsors, Shyworks at Shyworks.com and Facebook, and along with Ballistic Imagery at BallisticImagery.com and Facebook. And that's the show, folks. Once again, thank you, everyone, for stopping by. Samuel, show us the door.
Yep, thanks for hanging out, guys. We love it when you guys are in the comments and, and uh, bullshitting with us. That always makes it much more fun. We will see you again in two weeks and probably talk to you then. Remember, life's short. Hope you ATF.